He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome everybody, it's the Mike Rutherford Show, Wednesday, September 21st, here in scorching hot Louisville, Kentucky, live from the UofL College of Business Studios here off Taylorsville Road. Again, visit business.louisville.edu for all your College of Business news. We are here until 5 o'clock today, 3 to 5 show. We'll have uh, Carl inside with Jody Dumbling after we're done, and then Louisville Bats Baseball. Another early start tonight against Nashville at 6.35, so another short show for us. But between now and then, we want to hear from you. It's Wednesday. This is a text line heavy show, especially during football season. You have reaction days on Monday and Tuesday. You hear the, pre- the, the press conference reactions, the game reactions, new news, injury news, all that good stuff. And Thursday, Friday, we tend to turn our focus towards the upcoming weekend or other big sto- uh, sports stories. But Wednesday is always great for you guys to drive the conversation on the text line. So hit us up at 502-414-1450. Text in your thoughts, your questions, your comments, your concerns, your show topic ideas, whatever's on your mind. We want to hear from you, 502-414-1450. And shout out, as always, to our friends over at Thornton's. They know what they do. They love what they do. They do what they do fantastically, and that's why there are 75,622 area Thornton's locations. Download the Refreshing Rewards app today. It's going to save you money at the pump and when you go inside. Uh, Again, 502-414-1450. We have Trevor Kelsey in studio today. TK was, I mean, flying high yesterday after the Eagles' victory. He was as happy as you're ever going to see him before a show starts. Today, we've got, I think, aggravated TK. A little late, a little late getting in you here. You think I'm You heard me on Westport Road 15 minutes the ago. The traffic across the city is, is it's just, I mean, it's outrageous. It clearly, I mean, you're here, but clearly you and I are the only people in this entire city that have somewhere to actually be. Because no one else seems to be driving like they have anywhere to be in the next six days. Well, it's, it's all shut down because of the, with the, the 71 stuff. So, like, my babysitter, she lives out kind of where you live, and she's making it to our house this morning, and her husband was going to work, and like, it took her forever to get there because she's like, traffic for the highways backed all the way up to like Brownsboro Farm. Like it's everyone's trying to figure out an alternate route, and there's no fast way to get anywhere apparently with all this this construction going on. So it's a disaster. It sounds like it's going to be a disaster, and it is. It's bad. It's I very mean, bad. it doesn't help when there are a few people. I, I mean, I don't know this person personally, but just from their actions, I despise them. And that's the person who handles traffic in front of the school by my house. <laughs> like I just I'm sure I'm sure she's a really nice lady <laughs> but I mean there have been few people that haven't worn a UK or cowboy jersey that I have said some of the things <laughs> I've said about this woman it's just not only today but just in the past just since school started it, it, going back to last year a little bit, 
I mean, I have to sit there and watch as she's like waving like two cars out. <laughs> and then on top of it, as the second car leaves, I'm like, oh, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Been, it, t- it took me five minutes to get out of my neighborhood, let alone. Like, I'm already sitting here. I've driven five feet. I could have walked this far. I'm still sitting here for another two minutes. And she's still holding the stops. I'm like, what are we holding? There's a car coming up the hill, Westport's parking lot, ready to leave. And she's just waiting on him, holding the traffic. I'm like, what, what are we doing? You, you were both the nicest and most, <laughs> most evilest person I've ever met in my life. I and I don't it. even know you. I love it. I just... I don't know what to do. I'm so torn. I'm like I'm like Natalie. Uh, what her name? What her name? Probably. Yeah, I'm torn. When I saw your text that it was <laughs> it was getting close to like you basically basically saying you weren't going to be here. In time I knew. I knew yeah, I knew. I tapped out when I was still sitting waiting. When I sat through this third light at her lane, and it was I looked at my I looked at the clock and it was like 52. I'm like yeah, I'm 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 gonna be cutting it close. All I could think of was. God, I wish there was a camera in Trevor's car. <laughs> no, yeah, I was. <laughs> we need not only you know, when we get the YouTube cameras up in the studio. I feel like we we not only need the YouTube cameras in studio. We need like YouTube cameras just following you around. I've been saying for months now that a a reality show on the Kelsey ha- household, Kelsey Manor, <laughs> would be it'd be like a new Grey Gardens, a modern day Grey Gardens. I don't know what that is, but thank you. I've explained it every time I've made the reference, but it's okay. If, if you don't know, Google it. You, you'll see and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It's it, Grey Gardens is a documentary about like this wealthy woman who's very very old living with her also old daughter and you and your mom living together at kelsey manor i think would be equally as fantastic (laughs) i just the stuff that goes on at that house sounds wonderful and i would love a 24-hour reality show on it but like when you when you text that because you were so you kind of calm in the text you're like yeah it's backed up man i was like god i'd love for a camera that that, that, that was the the text came out calm but when i did it in voice it was not calm (laughs) i believe it i mean i'm amazed i didn't have I, if you had a camera in my car, it, I mean, a it had to be on it had to be on HBO because <laughs> the guy who has to edit this, you think you think the people who have to put like Wolf of Wall Street on TBS have a tough day? I mean, this guy would have just been miserable, or a woman, whoever has to do it. And I mean, the only time you wouldn't have heard me probably cussing is when I was taking a drag off my cigarettes that I was chain smoking. Like that's the only time curse words probably weren't coming out of my mouth. And I know people have to hear me because my window's all the way down, and I don't speak quietly. Especially when I'm getting mad. I know. And I'm sitting there just yelling, move you soccer moms. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, you made it here. We're on the air. It's fine. Oh, it man. is ungodly hot. And tomorrow, apparently, it's going like the high is going to be like 72 or something. It's going to drop down an insane amount. It's like 92 now. No, it's, it's going to be like 72 tomorrow. It's like 97 right now. It well, is unbelievably hot out there. And then we're going to have like a 25 degree temperature drop tomorrow. Which, and it's going to be nice in the, in the 70s, I think, for the rest of the week, which is awesome. But when, the only problem is, and I think you've said you have a similar thing, whenever there's a dr- like a dramatic change in temperature, I get sick. I do, do yep. Like it, it, if, it go, if it goes up a lot out of nowhere, if it goes down a lot out of nowhere, I get sick. So I'm kind of worried about these next couple of days of well, the show. I'm worried about this USF game, Trev. <laughs> Getting well, worried you, about my health. for this. i got to be up and ready to go for the Bulls. Well, I, you might need to worry about the USF game regardless of health. <laughs> uh, I, the, only, the only positive for me is I, I, was, I already got kind of that – Summer, fall sickness a couple weeks ago. So you had the bug a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and usually, I, I mean, knock on wood, I don't get it. You know, I usually only get it once, sometimes twice a year, but I usually only get it about once a year. And I'm hoping that was my one out of the way. But yeah, when it does, when the temperatures do change, I, it does. I always end up getting some kind of like just congestion or what, something along those lines. I'm, it's not allergies, but it's something. Yeah. I don't know. What am I? I'm not no WebMD. What do I, what do I know? Who knows? All I know in life is being late and yelling at traffic women. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
again, we have an hour and a half today. There's no like prevailing storyline when it comes to U of Athletics today. AEW? Um, you know what? Was that? last night AEW? It's Wednesday, right? Yeah, it's tonight. You got the shirt on. You're you know, excited. You know what tonight is, don't you? Orange Cassidy going for the belt. Actually, yeah. All right. He's going for. He's going against Pac for the uh, All Atlantic uh, Championship. Pac, the AAC title. Tupac, the AAC title. All Atlantic Championship, otherwise AAC. When I think AAC title, I think Memphis versus Tulane. But yeah. apparently we're talking Pac versus Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy versus Pac for that for that championship. We've got the it's the Grand Slam event tonight. We know Tony loves his nicknames in Arthur Ashe Stadium. Ooh. In New York in, in New nice. York. It's it's I don't know if, I don't think it's sold out, but it it holds twenty something thousand, but it's going to be uh, John Moxley versus uh, Brian Danielson for the heavyweight title tonight. Every time you say John Moxley, all I can think about is Jonathan Moxley. It's all <laughs> I can think of. From- <laughs> He's almost as cool. Uh, the, the vacant, You're a scary superstar, Moxley. The vacant title. He is. He, that's going to be tonight. We've got the tag team title match between the acclaimed and swerving your glory. It's a big, big night in AEW tonight. Can't wait till I get to watch it around eleven o'clock when I get home after the bats game. Because you got bats duty tonight. I got bats. Duty. I can't. I can't watch. The, I can't watch wrestling while I do the bats on mute because. I need the crowd noise. I, I like to hear the, the the fans. It helps bring out the wrestling. Bats by the way last night, ten to five winners over the Nashville yeah, Sound. So they're their, losing tonight. It's their final home stand of the season. Once again, make it out to Slugger Field if you can. Anytime between uh, now and Saturday, they will uh, end the season next week at Gwinnett. Again, lovely this time of year. Nick Kern thrilled to be spending his his, his last week of September. The positive in Gwinnett. is the last day is a day game, so you're out by like that afternoon evening. I mean, whatever afternoons in Gwinnett. Who would want to leave? Late September in Gwinnett. Do you remember the 21st day of September in Gwinnett? It was, you, it was written about Gwinnett. Have you ever seen Gwinnett's uh, ballpark? No. It's actually the cool thing about because you know it's like just right outside Atlanta. The, okay. uh, the 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 I guess I think the players stay there too, but there's apartment complexes basically in like the left field outfield, uh, right behind the left field wall. Really overlooking like it's really not. And all the apartments, like I looked them up because I wanted. I was like, how much are those? Those look really fancy. All the apartment plans are named after Braves players. Oh, like if you get like a three bedroom, two bath, it's I chi- want to stay in the chipper. It's a chipper Jones. That's it. Actually, you nailed it. There's like five names. I, I just remember chipper being the most expensive. God, the Otis Nixon had to have had the best drugs. <laughs> it was like, it's like the studio. I want to stay in the Otis Nixon studio apartment. <laughs> okay. Look, there's, ce- there's ceilings on the wall, ceilings on the on the mirror, the, <laughs> mirrors on lines on the mirror, my lines on her face. The Jeff Blouser <laughs> is just some like piece of crap, like half bed, like. Half bath. No, the blouser is where Elaine would take her uh, whack, pretend like she lived when she got Chinese delivery. <laughs> it's like, you stay in the Lemke? No, man, I got downgraded to the Paul Bacco. Yeah. Dale Murphy's got like a waterbed. <laughs> Greg Maddox only stays in the Paul Bacco. <laughs> Refuse to stay in the Hoppy Lopez. But it's kind of, it'd be kind of cool to have an apartment. Could you have me having... Are these insider 90s Braves jokes hitting for anybody? Yeah, no. You guys like this? <laughs> this is doing anything for you? Otis Nixon was the last out versus the Blue Jays in the World Series. He was. It was a bunt to Mike Timlin. My friend, uh, my, my buddy Danny, podcast driver. How I remember that, has I will this, not, do not so, know. But he has this thing where he can, he'll can he reel off like who made the last out and how it happened in the in the World Series for like 35 straight years. Is that, like, is like that he, impressive? Or how it's you, a weird thing that he does. That is but, unusual talent. Okay, but the problem is like he's he's claimed this skill for years, and he does, he is pretty good. Like You'll throw out, you'll be, you'll be like 2001, and he'll like nail it. But... The last time we asked him to do it, like on command, it was his brother's his little brother's bachelor party. Where we went to Denver. Granted, we were indulging, and so it was altered minds. But like we're at the bar, and like I'm like, all right, let's do it. Let's see how far back you can go. And he 
He failed a little bit. He was a little bit. Dis- it wasn't, I mean, how it wasn't you, the old college Danny I where mean, he used to be able to reel off like 40 years in a row. Well, I mean, I can relate to that. I used to be able to name you like on the top of the lottery picks from every year from like 79 up. Now I'm just kind of like, who's 84 the fourth pick again? I'm I mean, he used to be like, you know, like we used to go to all this, like, oh, I got, like but Dale Jones, like fly ball center field, Marquise Grissom. Like he would just like, he'd nail it. I mean, you and know, now he's, know he's a little bit. the truth though. We'd look it up. Like, okay. You, there's a website that has all these, too. Okay. And so, 2001, by the way, that was Luis Gonzalez's hit against the Yankees, the Yankees right? The, yeah. Diamondback, probably my favorite World Series of all time that didn't feature like a team that I was rooting for. Me, too, because it's it, Luis, because Rivera choked and gave the, the save, and I hate the Yankees. I mean, Bill Young Kim also, like, the fact that the Yankees. I just hate the Yankees. The I fact just... that the Yankees didn't win that World Series, like, in the, you know, the shadow of 9 11 and all these like, classic walk off, it felt like it was, like, ordained. Derek Jeter's being called Mr. November. The fact that, like, the freaking Diamondbacks, too, who had no history at that point, won that World Series, oh, yeah. always felt kind of wrong. It, it does feel, especially when you bring it up, because before and after the Diamondbacks have been utterly irrelevant. Yeah, for sure. That was, like, the one year that, because remember, they bought Schilling and Randy Johnson. They, they did and, the Marlins thing. Yeah, they did. Marlins at least did it twice. Yeah. But they yeah, they did that and then they brought in all those guys and then just let them go and they've been pretty much they've got just that one title and they've been relevant ever since. Speaking of baseball, we have to talk real quick. Last night, uh, Aaron Judge hits number sixty. Yeah. He ties Babe Ruth. So we're in my friend's text group. And again, if you don't know, my childhood friend Dylan Lawson is the hitting coach of the Yankees in his first year. If you don't know, he will remind you. I'll remind <laughs> you. But I feel like that we need some context for why we're going to talk about this. So like, well, he's hit sixty home runs. He man. yeah he he texts our like group thread and he's like. I sent you the screenshot. He's like, say, yeah. effing unbelievable. Like, I can add, like, didn't screw up Aaron Judge's, like, quest for history. I'll put it on my resume tonight and all this stuff. And, like, I'm watching the videos, like, on SportsCenter. Like, he's high-fiving Judge after he hit 60. Like, tying Babe Ruth. A Yankee tying the Babe Ruth record. He's now two away from setting a new AL record for home runs in a season. And as this is happening, I'm, like, shirtless in bed watching an American Dad episode that I've watched 25 times already. I mean, and, like, I'm like, we're living we're living very different lives. I was playing Madden watching The Mummy on my computer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just like, that, that was my reaction when you said to me. I was like, man, we are. We are living completely different I'm lives. like, congrats, Dill. <laughs> me too, buddy. I'm going to go in and do sports radio tomorrow afternoon. Does that mean no one, no one outside of a Yankee uniform has hit over six, hit 60 or more in the Now Maris, Judge, and, and, and Ruth. Mantle, I mean, not Mantle, yeah, Ruth. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a well. Do you like? So I, wonder, I guess are you one of those people? Because I know you are. You're a baseball purist, but are you one of those people who is like, if he hits 62, he's got the record in my eyes. No, because the, no I'm not Barry, either. It's Barry Bonds. And I like that Judge has downplayed that too. Like Judge yeah. has been like, no, the record's 73. I, I'm not. I'm not doing that. First of all, I'm all. I've always been a Bonds fan. Regard. I, I was. I liked Bonds in the 80s a little I bit. I hated so. Bonds always. See, I, Still well, do. Well, but Barry Bonds was always that love hate guy. I mean, he's always a guy. You, there's no like, hey, he's okay. You either hated him or you liked For him. For sure. And I, I was. You know, I, I can get where people hate him because of all the San Francisco stuff. But, you know, I, I liked him when he was with the, the Pirates still a little bit, even though I did I did watch him lose or uh, lose to the Reds in 1990 NLCS. But, you know. Sweep. I, yeah. I was, I was, no, uh, no, it's not sweep. No, it's four two. yeah. They swept the uh, World Series. Yeah. But the uh, but yeah, I'm, 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 no, I'm, I'm hanging, I'm Bond 70, whatever. And I think, I guess, was it McGuire is 68, I think. McGuire was seventy. McGuire was seventy. Sosa, Sosa sixty eight. And then okay. Sosa also had like I think Sosa McGuire also had another season. Yeah, where they, they had like, like sixty four and sixty five. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, they did. Like the year after. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's still cool though. I mean, you're hitting sixty. I mean, how many people? And there's I mean, like there's no suspicion. Like this is you know, if Aaron Judge was cheating, he would have been caught. And also like look at him. He's six foot seven naturally. He doesn't oh, need huge. to bulk up. Yeah. Like, he's an enormous human being. So it feels like it, it feels like the first totally untainted. 
60 of our lifetimes, which is pretty cool. I wonder who's the, the, the highest number non-Yankee in AO. I want to say it's probably Harmon Killebrew, maybe. I think he hit 59 one year. Did he really? I'm almost positive he hit 58 or 59. Because I think that's the part of the, they mentioned it during the Cobb movie. Where they were like, I think we're, you're right. Like we're not, they're not going to give him anything to, or not. No, it was sixty one. We're like, they're not going to give him anything to hit, and you know, they make an anti-Semitic comment about Killebrew, and I think he got caught. I think he was at fifty eight. I actually have his autograph, by the way. Uh, well, John Carlos Stanton hit fifty nine. Oh, he did in twenty seventeen. Okay, wow. Uh, but Jimmy Fox, Hank Greenberg, Ryan Howard, Greenberg. That that was the Hank the Greenberg's yeah, the one. Yeah, that was, Hank Greenberg's numbers are ridiculous. If you yeah. think, well, you got people don't really realize how home how home runs boomed after the dead ball era of nineteen eighteen. I didn't realize Sosa hit had three seasons actually over sixty. He had sixty three, sixty four, and then sixty six. That's insane. McGuire had seventy and sixty five, and then Bonds seventy three. He broke the record sixty over sixty three times. Yeah, Sosa did it in ninety nine. Uh, and, 98 and, and 01. And he's more known for what uh, having the Michael Jackson thing and not learning how to speak English in front of Congress, and he's hitting home runs. Just now. miraculously forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the only that's, that's, that's insane. That's the two things. That he did. The, one of the last things he remembers for is the fact he hit 60 home runs three times. I forgot Don Carlson hit, 20, uh, hit 59 in 2017. I had forgotten too. Fox was the one I was thinking, not Killebrew, though. But I do have and Kilber, Greenberg. Greenberg, I'm sorry. But uh, Killebrew is the one I do have the autograph of. Nice. That's that's a very pricey autograph. Uh, it's with uh, also a Vita Blue and somebody else. I forget. It was a they were. It was a baseball card show here back when I was like twelve or thirteen. I can't remember. And nice. I sat in line. I sat in line for an hour plus to get him and Vita Blue. And I can't remember the third guy's autograph now. But it, it was. It's like on this like Hall of Fame little picture thing, and it's pretty cool. I have it framed. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, South Florida. This it's, it's during today's show. No. Spread by the way continues to go towards Louisville. Cards are a fourteen and a half point favorite. I'm um, taking the Bulls, by the way. I'm telling you right now. I mean, I don't hate you for it. I'm not, I mean, I, it doesn't mean I think Louisville's not going to win. I just, I'm not, I don't trust Louisville to win by more than 14. Do you? No, not at all. I mean, what, I'd love to somebody give me a reason of why I should think that. I saw Jeff Scott had his, the USF coach, had his weekly press conference yesterday, like Scott Satterfield. And I saw, are we going to have one press conference this year? And I know it's the lazy thing for coaches to do. You're always going to hype up your opponent. But every single opponent that we've had so far this season, and I assume the next eight head coaches are going to do the same thing as well, is make some sort of comparison between uh, Malik Cunningham and Lamar Jackson. It's the easiest thing in the world to do. But here's this was Jeff, uh, Jeff Scott, what he had to say. He said, I, I guess I'd probably have to wait until next week. Honestly, whenever I watch Malik play, I just see Lamar. I feel like Louisville's had the same quarterback for like the last eight or nine years. I have to remember that that's not him out there, and I'm not joking. Just whenever I quickly watch a game or turn it on, it's like the quarterback can really run. He can throw. He's very fast, and they can put up the graphics uh, Friday night. They were showing the countdown of him reaching. I know he's played maybe a little bit more than Lamar, and there was only he was only there for two uh, for a couple, three years. Both guys super talented, exactly what they want in their system. They've done a really good job. He's a great player. You look at his overall stats and his career, pretty dang impressive. And Louisville fans would be quick to add, except for the stat that matters the most. I mean. The wins losses. The thing is, Scott wasn't completely wrong. He has been here six years. <laughs> he said, I feel like he's been here eight or nine years. He wasn't that far off. So I feel like Louisville's had the same quarterback eight or nine yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, it was, <laughs> it's not. I mean, yeah. I mean, why, well, yeah, why, does that, why, why can't we go to more like who I compared him to, like Antoine Randall I mean, that, that makes, I think that's more. Because one played at Louisville, and know, it's the I easy, know. yeah, it's it's the easy thing to do. It's like, oh, it's, he's so like Lamar lazy, back there, yeah. and it's also like a, a, all these head coaches in the back of their mind are like, well, he's not. Of course, he's not as good as Lamar. 
but they're going to make that comparison. You're going to hype somebody up and be like, hey, it reminds me of Lamar. It's just it's, best it's day a lazy thing to do. As good as Lamar's worst day. <laughs> I mean, he's not. He's he athletically, he's close to Lamar. He's certainly closer to Lamar athletically than he is throwing the ball. But well, that's not saying. Let's still, be real. That's still pretty good distance away on both. <laughs> I mean, he's. I think he's. I don't think he's a good distance away athletically. I, I think he's. He's distance. I don't think so. I, I mean, he doesn't need binoculars, but he's got to squint to see it. Athletically, I mean, I, I would in a sprint, they're very close. I mean, Lamar's his in pure speed. Malik and, and Lamar are close. If you look at their times, like when they're they're here, like their official forties. Like, they're not far off at all. Well, Lamar's never actually run an official 40. But he did one at Louisville. Like, did he? Okay. When, you know, they used to post their, their times because he was always, like, he was never the fastest guy on the team. He always looked like it in the open field because he changes, he, you know, he's able to shift without breaking stride so, you know, seamlessly. But I remember when he was here, like, Jair was faster than him. Travion Samuel was way faster than him. Like, he was only, like, sixth or seventh on, on the 40-yard dash. And this was, like, when he was a freshman, so he was, you know, running as hard as trying to prove himself. And Malik's times, I think, were, were right there with him. But – Certainly, Lamar does things that no, I mean, you know, nobody can, do. can never That's do. Why he, well, yeah, he's, it's why he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. He's one of the best athletes in the world. I don't think it's an insult to say that Malik isn't in his realm or ballpark because not many people. Not many people very, are. Yeah, I mean, there's been like a handful of people in the history of the NFL have been. But I think you also look at, you know, a lot of times, I mean, I, I heard John L. Smith talking about this over the week. He's like, with Malik, he's like, Malik's the best field athlete on the field every time he's out there. Like, you can see, like, the way, I mean, look at how he made those Florida State dudes miss. Like, those are fantastic athletes out there. When he's in the open field, like, he's. Yeah, but look at the Florida, the Florida State guys made every one of our guys miss, too. Well, I know, but, like, our guys don't, our guys don't, we don't have four and five star caliber athletes on the defensive side of the ball like FSU does. And Malik is, I mean, he's shown it for years. Like, he's a, he's a, Super athlete. He's not an NFL caliber passer. I don't think I'm breaking any new ground here. No. And the the, the comparison, yeah, I, I get why coaches make it, but we can also acknowledge that it's it's a lazy thing. It's an easy thing to do. But it's going to keep happening. Uh, I tell you what, let's take a break. When we come back, text line's been loading up. We appreciate you guys uh, helping us out on a Wednesday. This is your day. We, every day's your day. We love you. AEW. I'm sure somebody will. I mean, the guy who always brings up AEW, I'm sure we'll bring up AEW. We'll <laughs> talk about it. Bombard them, people. But this is your show as well. We love hearing from you at 502-414-1450. Uh, before we take a break, though, reminding you once again about our guys over at First Bankers Trust. First Bankers Trust, they've got you covered. You know they got you covered with investment management. You know they got you covered with comprehensive financial planning. Did you know that they also have you covered when it comes to trust and estate services? They also have you covered with so much more than just those three things. If you want to find out about that so much more, go to firstbankerstrust.com. Invest in yourself. Make the first choice in investment with First Bankers Trust because they always put trust first. I haven't even seen anybody from Louisville have that kind of coverage since Jair Alexander was here. Hey! Firstbankerstrust.com. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll hit up the text line. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Wednesday here on 1450 The Big X. Time. It's gonna take patience and time to do 
to do it, 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 to do it right. Is this Scott Satterfield's message right now? No, this is, but this is probably the coolest video from the 87. It's a great, it's a great song. The, I like the song. The song aside, the video was like young, was like under 10-year-old Trevor's like coolest thing to watch. Everything, <laughs> do you remember the music video? Not, only because the last time we did this, you showed it to me. Yeah, it's like everything is moving in the room and then George yeah. Harrison gets up. They do maybe one of the worst body double jobs ever in, in recording history, but having to do backflips and awesome video now we we, have, we haven't talked about this this week but let's set the scene a little bit here because yeah. here at uh the uofl college of business studios you know we share it with a couple of other stations that are under our ownership and they are they're religious stations we, we've made mention of this before <laughs> and so I, I feel like it's three or four times a year they do this like telethon thing where they fundraise for themselves. like i think they do it like once every four months or something like that it's, yeah it's fairly frequent but they the good thing for us is they have food here so we and we always get to like take a little bit of food home which is nice but we're definitely on an island here because all around us you have people taking calls and like the you know the the radio being done next to us is very it's a lot of you know like we got a revival here you know you praise lord like send money send, and like and then you and I are here making terrible like C minus you know penis jokes and it's <laughs> hey we're at least C plus at least sometimes C plus <laughs> my question is this. Could, what's stopping us from having our own like Big X telethon? Can we do like a fundraiser for us? Like, you want YouTube cameras in here? You make these YouTube cameras happen right now. Like, like, why, why can we can we do that? Is that okay? I can I can I can channel my inner Joel Olstein. Is that I, they're making big bucks over there? I'm like, can we? I mean, can we help yeah. ourselves out here? I mean, I, I trust me. I heard some of the calls they were taking out in the hallway. Can I get five dollars from Eddie in San Diego? <laughs> We've got Venmo. You love Scott. You hate Scott. Don't matter. You love the Big X. So you, send us your money. You want to hear us talk about Brom coming home? <laughs> <laughs> Will us cleanse your soul and send us that check? I feel like we should send out emails like. If you make it, word it like like they do with the uh, the new uh, Nigerian Prince email, which is if you were in the camp in North Carolina between 1957 and 1987, like we'll send out if you want the Big X to keep bashing Scott Satterfield and Brian Brown, then you'll send your money. Oh my God, that was. That was I mean, how much funny. do we need to? I mean, we we don't need to raise that much either. Just, I mean, for the price of a, of a cup of the pa- for a pack of cigarettes you'd buy to, to, to relieve the stress of watching Louisville football. You could send that $6 to us. All money goes strictly to Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey. Yeah. I mean, we <laughs> make no bones about where this money's going. We're letting you know. Yeah. We're not going to pretend like all your other no profits or anything like that. We're, we're, I, yeah, I know you want to take shots at no profit. But no, but you that, hate nonprofits. I just, I don't trust them. No profits and mechanics are two things I will never trust. I just don't believe in what the hell tell me. The more stuff that comes out, the more I just don't trust anybody. <laughs> I, 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 True. It's a good point. But, I mean, I've just always been walking on eggshells with both of them. If these Russians are infiltrating <laughs> us, trying to make us doubt everything, it's working. Job done. Because I'm, I'm, I'm doubting everything. I'm the, only, I'm, the, I'm the only spot that's been called out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. I knew I should have been eating that turnip. <laughs> Do you want to see Kenny Payne win some games? Do you want to? <laughs> Do you want to watch Mike get mad at Trevor interrupting him every five minutes? Only you can make that happen. They're gonna kick us out of here. 
Oh, probably. Probably. Or they're going to hear us going all excited and be like, hey, we need to put these guys on the phones out of here. Would you like to see Jenna the intern become <laughs> Jenna the employee? There's only one way to I make lo- it happen. I love how you went like completely Southern when you, when, you, when, you, when you go to your church. Yeah, they don't really sound right. like that. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why. Like, like once the revival tent comes up, you, you're, you're like, why you got to make them so complicated? You know, <laughs> take off all those preppy clothes. <laughs> all right. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. It's uh, we love when you drive the the ship on any day, but especially on Wednesdays here during football season. It's great to you know, get a little off the beaten path. We're going to have a great time. Look, we have a disciple. Hey, <laughs> intern Patrick here, loaded up. Patrick Ryan in the house. He's here. He's having a great time. Now we need eleven more. I, I literally thought <laughs> I legit thought we were about to get in trouble. Debbie walked in here. I'm like, oh god, we were too loud. <laughs> we were practicing our uh, telethon work to uh, raise money for the big X. Yeah, that's right. He's not, he's not on mic. He doesn't have a mic. You can't, I like I've learned that in We can't hear years. what Patrick says. Right away, you started the conversation off mic. Texture says, let's say let's say Sat goes six and six. Makes it because we haven't talked about this before. Let's say Sat goes six and six, makes a bowl game, and makes a change at defensive coordinator. Does he stay? This is the, the well, we, look, we have talked about this. I mean, why don't we just throw when he sends me a cashier check for a thousand dollars too? We have. I mean, this has been the this has been the don't make it awkward scenario that we have discussed on and off since February, and now it's right in front of our faces. The to me, sacrificing Brian Brown does nothing, and I've said this no. time and time again. You brought him back. You're the head coach. You're not the offensive coordinator. It's on you to make these types of decisions. If you gave him four years after three. Years of, of giving us the same type of product, of having the same exact resume, that falls on you. And sacrificing him after a fourth failed season does nothing for me in terms of your job security. You lost that opportunity. You lost the get out of jail, get out of getting fired free card by throwing an assistant under under the bus in the last year. Has that the was, that I, was your chance to do it? Now, now, you, like you said, you blew it. You said I'm. You're going to play violin with them and go down with the ship. Has the sacrificing an assistant thing ever worked out for anybody? I'm sure there are examples, but I can't think. Of, when it, it usually feels think, like a last well, ditch effort on the way to a failed head coaching tenure. I think it depends on how hot the seat is for the head coach, because some of them I think do it, pull that trigger sooner than others. I know Brahms done it. He, I think, what, didn't he have? I want to say he pulled the trigger on his defensive coordinator after the second season. Uh, he kept it around when, he, when when the fans didn't want him to stay around. I know that. Yeah, he's that had, was his boy. He's had three DC since he's been there, as our intern tells me, and I mm-hmm. believe him. I, and I mean. And, yeah, Holt was the one he brought from Western. Right. Because they wanted him gone quickly at Purdue. And he kept, yeah. I remember he kept him around longer than Well, he kept him, I think, wanted. for two years or maybe three. And if, I think he gave him a third. Yeah, and, and and I think he was, I mean, that was a move where, you know, and, and Purdue obviously coming off, you know, other than, their, you know, they were, there were some angers at, at Brom Raft early on. They've been erased since the nine-win season last year. But I think him, you know he's obviously moved on, but again, his I don't think this, the the hot the heat on his seat was as bad as it is with some that do this thing. The only one that I can think of honestly where sacrificing an assistant and I don't even think this was like a sacrificing an assistant type deal. It was just there was a disagreement behind the scenes, and they made a move in season. Was remember when Charlie Strong demoted Mike Sanford and promoted Sean Watson to mm-hmm. like technically he didn't demote Mike Sanford. He just he's like we're giving play calling duties to Sean Watson. And then Stanford was like, okay, well, I'm out. He didn't make the trip to North Carolina. And the first game, it looked like that was going to be a terrible decision because we didn't score a touchdown. We didn't score any points in that game. I was there in uh, in 2011. We didn't score any points, so there was like eight seconds left in the game, and we lost 14-7. to But clearly that wound up being the right move. Behind the scenes, there was this. There was always this, this word that 
Watson and Strong wanted to just let Teddy Bridgewater rip, rip as a freshman. Like They were ready to say, like we're going to take some lumps, let's throw him out there, he's our best option. And Sanford thought Will Stein was a safer play, and then maybe we'd make the transition. And then as the, the season went on, it was clear, like, Teddy's the guy. Yeah. And Sanford was still fighting them on this, and they were like, okay, well, you're, you're out. And I think in hindsight, we can all say that was the right move. But He's a coach somewhere now, isn't he? N- no, his son. His oh, son wound that, up going oh, to it, yeah. Okay, okay. Which people get confused. Because I keep, I remember, I know I was watching something the other day, and I, heard, I thought I heard the name Sanford, and I was like, because uh, his son went to Western and was did, did not go great. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, yeah, okay, that's what it was, and probably. But yeah. besides that, like when Cragthorpe was sacrificing a Brom or another assistant every single year, another coordinator. Well, yeah. you knew that was just like him attempting to shovel water out of a sinking boat, and I, it didn't I, work. I think nine out of ten times that is the case. I do. I, I think the, the few times maybe I think there are some exceptions to rules, and, and and unfortunately I can't name many of them off the top of my head other than maybe grasping. Well, but this hey, here's one, a good but, one: Syracuse this year bringing in Robert and I okay, from yeah. Virginia. Virginia's offense has looked bad without him in the staff, and Syracuse's offense has looked much much I better mean, than we've seen in any year since 2016. It also helps when you make the change and the team does improve. The problem is, is that more often than not, when you do make the change, the team usually doesn't improve either. Yeah, and, and you're right. In Syracuse's case, they have improved. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's been other. And I was gonna say, and sometimes when sometimes when the change is made, a lot sometimes the coach has got enough goodwill that the, the fan base just hates the coordinator and, and doesn't have it towards the coach. But Syracuse is not in that exception because I can't imagine that fan base being in love with Dino after you know, the last few years. But it, it, maybe I'm wrong. I don't follow the Syracuse Troy. I don't follow the, the Troy Munez website very well. So maybe, whatever. See, uh, so, so much I don't even know his name. Texas says, can Trevor twerk? If you tell me what it is. It's the dance. Oh, is that the butt dance? Yeah, the butt dance. Oh, yeah, I can shake my butt. My butt jiggles just when I walk. I twerk. I twerk just by, like, standing up. Let your knees touch your elbows. Say what? Let your knees touch your elbows. You remember that song? That's not happening. I can't say that. But he is Master P, whose son now is a Louisville Cardinal, had a song where the refrain ended with that. Knees touch your... Why would somebody do that, Mr. Rutherford? It's a dance. Explain to me. You're twerking. What 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 is that? What is that? You're getting low. You're twerking. What position does that put one in? A twerk. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. I don't know where your mind is. <laughs> I think a twerk. I always think of wasn't it? Um, was um, the the guy that did the Blurred Lines song, the one hit wonder guy, Robin Thicke. Robin. Thank you. <laughs> That's the reason we have an intern in here. <laughs> Robin, I knew it. Uh, you did, you were you were a little behind, but you were on it uh, when he did it with. Um, the Miley Cyrus. Miley girl. Cyrus made twerking yeah, and, mainstream. Yeah, that was that was the one thing. I think that was when I first learned what twerking was, or at least heard the term twerking. Really? I think I could do it. How, can, you how, could do it. Can you? Do you know how to twerk? Uh, can you show me how to do it? Just nod your head, yes or no. I don't think you're supposed to. Do that, uh, yeah, he said yes. You're, you're making it weird. Texas. Uh, hey, Mike. AJ Johnson made it out of Texas and to LSU. Still think he makes it to Louisville live in a month. I do. Um, he's got. He took the visit to Texas, I think that was two weekends ago. He took the visit to LSU this past weekend. He is, unless something's changed since the last time that they reported this, he's going to NC State this weekend. And that leaves Louisville Live next month, which, by the way, tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. for Louisville Live at Sugar Field. Just to remind you. I think he's absolutely going to at least take all of his visits. I think he makes it here, and if you if he makes it here, you feel much better about his about having a shot with him. Where's he from? I mean, I forget if I've asked I think he's a Cali kid. Is he a Cali kid? Okay. Um, you always make me look this up. Well, I just I thought I don't know if you t- usually if it's something I've asked you, like I've told you this before. He's California. Okay. Yeah, but you always just make me make me doubt. 
He's a Cali kid. <laughs> I'm here. To, I'm here to keep you on your toes. Well, that's. <laughs> I'm trying to keep the conversation going, but I do think it. he makes it to Louisville live here. I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to say we, we don't have a shot with him anymore. I do worry about Texas being there and what they have to offer, what Chris Beard does in recruiting. But you get him here. Louisville Live was a, has been a great recruiting tool for us in the past. I think you're going to have other kids uh, who are here that are going to be impressed by it. Maybe he is swayed by that. I think you're going to, like, they're planning on blowing it up again this year. I think it'll be a big time event. I think it's the best chance that you have at landing him is getting him to there. And I think the fact that he hasn't committed yet to Texas or USC or one of these other schools is a, a solid indication that he at least plans on keeping that visit. I know you, and, and, and you're not alone in amongst other Cardinal fans who have kind of, accepted that dj wagner might not be here and I, it seems like that like the line has shifted from like we got to get wagner we got wagner to like now we got to get aj johnson we got to get AJ. where does the line shift if we don't get aj johnson because i mean how many other five 24 i mean because i mean i haven't really how many other five-star names have come up linked with us really i mean i know there's been a bunch of four stars including the one we just signed and then you mentioned the one yesterday, the kid that, that moved to Dayton. He's a George Washington third. He's a four star, probably maybe three. Which, I don't know. He's a four star. Okay, because there's so many four stars. He's got. I just can almost guess he's going to be a four star. Safe bet. But but five stars, as you've mentioned, are fewer and far between. And we've also stated that if you don't get DJ Wagner here at Louisville in this first class, you almost kind of got to get a five star to at least alleviate the anger of of the, of the fan base who who thinks that you know we got Kenny Payne just to recruit. We've talked about AJ, and I and I would love to get AJ Johnson too. But I mean, it's not a given deal. I'm to, to answer your question now, before we, we keep going, yeah, I, I think Louisville. If they don't get AJ Johnson, they don't. There's not another five star to turn not, to. You you got good. you're in on Isaiah Bradshaw, but like I mentioned, I think they're only the twenty ish five stars in this 2023 class. And at this point now, a majority of those players have already committed somewhere. So you don't have a you can't. There's nowhere to turn at this point. You, you're either in on a get uh, in on a kid or. You know, barring some sort of Brian Bowen type situation, which we saw how that worked out for us, like you're just not going to get them. So if you don't get Bradshaw, if you don't get AJ Johnson, if you don't get DJ Wagner, it's like 90% at this at this point that you're not getting a five star in this 2023 class, which is going to anger a, 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 a chunk of the fan base for sure. What win total in year one would appease that that anger of not getting a five star? Making the NCAA just tournament. making the tournament. To, I know not everybody's going to agree, but it's it's a large fan base. Not everybody's going to agree with anything. I think that Makes still sense. would. I think that would satisfy a majority, a majority of the okay. fan base, and convince them that we're still heading in the right direction. I mean, it would convince me. For absolutely, it would convince. I mean, me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. You know, have to get a five star myself personally, though. I'm not on that far boat. But the ones that are, I mean, I would think, yeah. I mean, I, I guess anywhere in the tournament, even as a seven seed, I would think would still be. Oh yeah, satisfying. Just make it. Just that's the first four. We won in. We won the. We won the original. First four, I'm fine with. You even fine with first four? I'm fine with first four. A team from the first four has won a game in the main draw every year, but one since they started doing this thing. If you make the first four, you got a good chance of playing your way to the second weekend. Great. You said about every year, but one will be number two. Well, (laughs) I mean, we could also lose in the first four. It doesn't mean that you're going to be that team. (laughs) That's true. But you have a saw. I mean, UCLA made the final four a couple years. Indiana won a game in the main draw after winning the first four last year. Three other teams, Trevor. Now they did the first four. They did end up losing to St. Mary's by a billion, but that's okay. Um, Being and a half. We had, you mentioned George Washington III real quickly on, on him because we had some questions yesterday on the text line about GW3 that we did not get to. I love Patrick wants George Washington III to, to commit here because he wants you to talk about George Washington every day and get distracted, get derailed all the time, which you would. I, I already got distracted by the intern. I know, you would. He's still mad at me. That's fine. So GW3, if you remember, he's a kid. He played at Christian Academy the last two seasons. Yeah. 
because his dad was working here. I think he, he ended up coaching girls basketball at Mercy. So he came in. He's not a Louisvillian by birth, but he played two seasons of basketball here. Was a four-star kid. Committed to Ohio State. I'd ask you where for, he was born, but you'd be like, I'm going to look it up. Yeah, Trevor. it doesn't matter, Trevor. <laughs> he was committed to Ohio State for, like, I think six months. And then kind of a weird thing, he takes his official visit to to Ohio State the first weekend of football season, and then right when he gets home, like that Monday morning, he's like, I'm no longer committed to Ohio State. I don't know what happened on that visit. Oh, interesting. But he, he decommits from OSU. He has heard from a number of schools. On Monday, he announced his final five schools. It's Louisville. It's Virginia, where he just took an official visit over the weekend. It's Wake Forest, Michigan, and Dayton. Now, the smart money in this recruitment is probably on Dayton because his dad now works for the women's basketball program there. Um, GW3 is playing his last season of high school ball at, uh, what's the big school, Chaminade Julian in Dayton. So he's living there. He's right by campus. He, um, again, his dad works for the school. I know he doesn't work for the men's basketball program, but he's a basketball coach at Dayton. So I think they feel like they have the inside edge. Virginia feels like they have a good shot with him too. They feel like he fits their offense and defense a lot. Um, I, my, if Virginia likes him like that. It makes me want him more. He's a he's one of the best shooters in that class, and we need we need shooters. You can always find a spot for a guy who can shoot the ball. I don't think there's any question about that. But my like understanding is Louisville is certainly not out of this. They have a they're a live shot in the recruitment, but they're probably not the first or second favorite right now. Like if you if you were putting odds on George Washington the third's final five schools, Louisville at best is third in this recruitment. So they got some ground to make up if they want to get him. I find it interesting that like so. He lived here, but we weren't on his list. No, we were. We offered him. He just he committed to Ohio State. Oh, he committed. Okay. Yeah. That's the first thing. He lived here, but we weren't on his list. But he was going to Ohio. But he moves to Ohio, and then he drops Ohio State and puts us on his list. Yeah. I don't know what happened Seems in Columbus. Seems confusing a little bit there. But we were on his list, but he just, he just committed to Ohio State. He uh, moves to Virginia. You guys are screwed. Yeah. Texas aggravated TK today. What, did Arby's mess up his order? Oh, that was, that Arby's, that's like, that's summer talk. Arby's <laughs> done. You put, you put Arby's in the rearview mirror. Well, I haven't had a chance to get over there as much. Well, one, they made me mad when they were, their, their mountain, the Mel Yellow machine was broken. I like that. I got, I got a, I got a, a suspension from you. You want, you want mad. You should me talk about how I banned Sonic for five years. The other, like, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I kid you not. I sat at their, their speaker box for a half an hour. At one point it was just like, I'm just like, just, I, I, I know people are like, why the hell would you sit there long? Because eventually you just like want to like accomplish it, like you want to see how long they're gonna go, right? You're stubborn too, and, and I am stubborn. And you know when I have AC in my car and a full pack of cigarettes, I have nowhere else to be. You can wait them out. I mean, yeah, that's why God I'm getting into smartphones. I have patience now. I'm on, on YouTube, like waiting. So I'm sitting there, three, four, five cars behind me who were waiting as well, just eventually drive off. No one else is around me. I, there's one family eating in front of like the little window area. And they not even, not no, oh, can we take your order? We're going to make you wait. They never even once said hello to me. I, 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 Sounds oh, amazing, I can't express to you the anger and the curse words I was screaming out my windows. I not only drove out, but around the place three different times, just yelling at them. It's hard being you. Like, I wish Thoughts I could do prayers. your all's job because you clearly have no, you're the, uh, I, I went on Yelp. I was so angry. <laughs> I went on Yelp and complained that's, on Yelp. Man, that's, that's big man. I have never complained on Yelp ever. And I did it for this because that's how mad Sonic made me. All I wanted was a cherry limeade and some cherry and some and some chili cheese tots. That's all I wanted. It's tough being Trevor. It's Kelsey. not hard. In fact, you could just let me come in and I'd have made it the damn stuff myself. I was still would have tipped you. Texture says. No, uh, I, want Sonic. I, don't, I don't know if I can read this one. <laughs> I don't know if you want me to read this one. I'll read it. Read it. it was not. Is it make fun of me or something? 
Texture says, who's been laid more recently at Kelsey Manor? <laughs> Mom. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to do it. It's a good text. You know what? It's a good text. That's my text of the day right there. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Yeah, now I'm just opening the floodgate for people making yeah, fun of me, yeah, probably on that one. But yeah, you know. Texture says I think TK would actually be a perfect writing candidate for Jefferson County Clerk. <laughs> what, what is the county clerk? Doing? I would love to see you try to work in the county clerk's office. If you want to talk about being, if you want to talk about being frustrated by RVs, I mean, I've been angry at the DMV before. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of the same thing. Well, not the DMV. Where do you get the place you go get your license redone? They've angered me a few That's times. That's the DMV. Yeah. yeah, but there's different, like... Well, you, go, you also go to the county clerk's office to get that taken care of. Yeah, I, the, the one in Middletown's where I go. And I'd go there. They'd supposed to be open from, like, 8 to 2. And I'd get there, like, noon, and they'd be closed. Like, we didn't have enough employees today. We're out for the day. Hmm. Watch me get pulled over. How did I drive on a suspended license for, like, a week because of those? You'd legitimately be the worst county clerk that I could think of. Oh my, like, it's big on... <laughs> county clerk is big on record-keeping. I'm okay with record-keeping. <laughs> That's that's not a problem. I just I just sometimes lack patience and for incompetence, which uh, is amazing because I'm the most incompetent person you'll meet. It's a very it's a I'm very it's Trevor's torn amongst themselves, and Trevor is divided over here. Yeah. Texas insane fact about that 2001 Arizona Diamondbacks team: the team they beat in that World Series had won every title since the D-backs became a team. I bet you won't see that happen ever again. Yeah, because the Yankees had won, what, four in a row? They won, they won four in a row, did they? They won at least three in a row. I'm, yeah, I don't... Because they won 98... There's no way that... That stat is... 99-2000. Because 97 was the Marlins. So they won They won 98-99-2000. Well, when did Arizona become an officially a team? They were, they were yeah, like... Well, I'm uh, assuming 98, based on that text. Um, 90, yeah, you're correct. So they won. The Yankees won three in a row, 98, 99, 2000. That is insane. That is pretty wild. I would have never known that. I love that stat. Also, yeah. it's just, it's also, I keep forgetting how young Dominic's were when they won the World Series. It also, yeah, it makes it, it makes it feel that much more inappropriate that they won that World Series. Again, like 9 11, like the entire country, even like Yankees haters, a lot of them were like, well, I'm cheering for the Yankees just for this one time only. The crazy drama of games four and five, like all this, it felt like it was perfect. And then this, this tiny ass franchise that nobody cares about that's only existed yeah. for four years wins on a walk off in game seven, one of the better game sevens of all time. It just felt like it would have been. Th- like that would have been a Disney movie if the Yankees ended up winning on like a Jeter walk off in Game Seven. The Eagles made the NFC title game that year, and it was. I, who could forget that? Who could? Uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I wanted so badly. I was like, "How it's gotta be perfect." The, the Super Bowl, the Patriots versus the Eagles post nine eleven. I mean, you couldn't write so that's a perfect script, yeah. right? Yeah, that was. But, but no, and Ian Williams has to make an interception. The Rams have to win. That's how you know sports aren't really fixed. Then the Patriots cheated to win their first Super Bowl, but that's no here nor there. I mean, the Yankees also won in 96. I've forgotten. They won, at one point, they'd won four out of five World Series. Yeah, the Blue Jays. Like, and the only two teams to, to break it up were the Marlins and the Diamondbacks. The two Del- totally bought championships. It wasn't the Delgado Blue Jays, which that was like the best Delgado Blue Jay days was during the the run of the Yankees. Yeah. And the Blue Jays were winning like 88 games. And we still come in like fifth, fourth place. Yeah. It's, it kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, second break, when we come back, uh, we only have one more hour today. Again, we're off at 5 o'clock today, so we'll, uh, we'll rock and roll on the Thornton sex line again. You guys have filled it up. We appreciate you. I love the most recent text I just see. is It's got to be angry guy. Your program is a joke. Thank you. Does that make you laugh? Oh, he's putting this, – this Costco thing is going to – all these – pro- 
now they've been selling UFL tickets at Costco since the beginning of the season, but every week, like a media member just discovers that it's happening. They're like, Louisville's so bad. They're selling pro- tickets at Costco now. They're also doing this at like a ton of SEC programs. Like they're doing, the Yankees are selling tickets at Costco. It's a nationwide type thing. And I feel like people are going to have to explain it every time because a media member who's going to get a, a bunch of like clicks from this is like, Louisville's selling tickets at Costco. They've been doing it since like the June. The keywords they're selling. This isn't they're giving away. You know, it's a tickets. nationwide program. Yeah, they're not giving away tickets with a gallon of Dean's milk like the 19, late 1980s, early 90s days. Yeah. I mean, this is, you're selling, I used to buy my sports tickets at Kroger's. They used to do that because in Ticketmaster, yes. I, before we had, before you kids had the internet and your www dots, World Wide Web, yeah, and your worldwide world of the wide webs, we had to go to Ticketmaster and buy stuff physically. All right, before we break though, uh, if you have heating, air conditioning problems, again, it could be like one day today, it could be AC problems. Hell, three days from now, it could be heating problems because the temperatures are going to drop so low. We're going to get in the 40s here pretty soon, which means winter's on the way. If you have AC or heating problems at any point in time, only one place to go. It's AirServe. Call them at 502-264-9662 any time of the day. They're open 24 hours. They've got technicians available for you 24-7. If it's 4 a.m. and your heating goes out and you're freezing, there's going to be somebody there to take your call. And there'll be a technician at your house in no time to fix your problem. Whether it's too hot, too cold, or too dry, AirServe is going to make sure you're comfortable and breathing the highest quality air in your home. Again, the phone number, 502-264-9662. The website, airserve.com slash Louisville, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V dot com slash Louisville. We'll take a break and we'll come back with the 4 o'clock hour. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, and it continues next here on The Big. I got my mind I'm a little surprised. Honestly, I thought that you were going to be like loaded for bear coming in today with Earth, Wind, and Fire because everybody does the, you know, you know what day it is? I forget. September 21st? I forget. The, I, I always forget to the, 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 the match it up. Do you ever, have you ever had a time where like that somebody... That explain why Earth, Wind, and Fire Rock Legends was on last night at like 2 in the morning. Yeah. I was... I, I was going to ask if you've ever had a time where like somebody has, has busted out a fact that you just, you realize in that moment you've gotten wrong your entire life, but I feel like that happens at least twice a week on the show. <laughs> but there was a... Well, I, sometimes I question whether you, you you telling me I'm wrong or not. Like, and then we go look it up and you're like, I still don't believe it. I still don't believe it. It's Pascal. It is Pascal. It's not. It's, it, there's it's, there's tangible proof all over the place that the word is pastel. There was, there was one our intern called me out to on when I, when I can't remember what it was like. But you're still yeah. like, no, I don't believe it. Yeah, I still, yeah. But there was, we... we Mary and I went on our family vacation. We got down there before her family did one night. And, like, we're, like, listening to music. And I started, like, just singing that song. And Mary's, like, she's, like, the very first night of September. And I was, like, hold on. I'm, like, is it the very first? I was, like, I thought it was 21st night my entire life. And we had to, like, pull it up. And I'm, like, oh, it is 21st night. But in that moment, I was, like, have I been wrong about this thing my entire life? Like, I had a buddy one time. We were working summers in college. at this, And we were talking about, I don't, know, I don't even know what came up. But, like, dragons came up. And he was, like, wait. Like, were, did dragons actually exist? 
And like we're like, no, we're just talking. He's talking about something else. But he's like, it's off of a movie. I he's think. like, no, we we were talking like literally having a conversation about it was before Game of Thrones, but somebody yeah. brought up dragons or something, and like he had overheard. And he's like, wait, he's like, dragons didn't. He's like, for a second there, I was like, I've lived eighteen years of my life and just have been completely wrong about this thing. But every now and then, you will have that moment where something that you've known for thirty years, thirty five years. Uh, in your case, 42 years, is just like blows up in your face. You're like, I had no idea. You, I know you are, you're always fascinated by uh, our, our man. Everything about on, you. On the, well, not just me, but our, also our other board up on, on the KRC, Scoots. Love Scoots. Scoots like has this like thing about watching movies that he he, he claims he, he like can't watch a movie if it's not about something that isn't like real. He's not a fantasy guy. Yeah, and like, and then somehow this or I guess led, any sort of fiction. And guy. this led to a conversation where he's like talking about how much he loved Jurassic Park, and we're like, okay, you you, you do know there was never a, a he's walking a, a amusement park with, with dinosaurs. Like, well, dinosaurs are real. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, so basically, he's just saying no <laughs> fantasy. Like, like, it doesn't have to be a true story, but, but it I has mean, to be something like framed in reality. You're really fuzzing that line though when you're like, you won't watch anything that's real. <laughs> And then you watch Jurassic Park. I mean, where 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 do you, where do you like Alien, my favorite movie I mean, of all time? It's like technically, I think they, I think aliens exist. I mean, yeah, but the story is not like, real. Can you watch Jaws? I mean, sure, there are shark attacks, but I mean, let's be—I mean, there's never been one like Jaws. I think he's just saying like Lord of the Rings stuff. Like he can't get it. Star Star Wars, Star Trek. I guess. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's okay. I mean, I don't really get the Lord of the Rings either. But you know. I got mad. It's amazing how quickly time changes. I'm looking at my, like in my text group, a buddy of mine. He works at a law firm, and he's like, he's like, man, he's like, our firm is making us like we we got a party bus, and we're going to the FC Cincinnati game tonight, and we're not gonna get we're gonna drink, and we're not gonna get home till like 1 a.m. And all of us, like in a total just deviation from what we would have said to this 10 years ago, we're like, that sounds miserable. <laughs> one, of my, one of my buddies is like, you should fake a, a positive COVID test to get out of this. Like, 10 years ago, 10 you're like, years I want to like, go. Hell yeah, like Wednesday night, are you kidding me? Like, this is going to be great. Like, now it's like, this is the worst thing that could possibly happen to me on a Wednesday afternoon. Have you ever done a party bus? Yes. I've never been on one, but they'd be fun. Party buses are fun. I'd do a party bus. Like, I think I still got like one good like party night weekend in me. I believe you. I mean, you're, you're young, you're free, you're single, you're good. I mean, you had like two of those three things, right? <laughs> 42 is the new 22. That's what they say. Yeah, that's what I'm telling the judge. <laughs> Once again, you don't have to say those things out loud. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Uh, we'll try to get to as many of your texts as we can. Again, short show today. We're out of here at 5 o'clock because we got early bats baseball again. The bats taking on the Nashville sound at 635. Coverage will start here at 605. And after we get off the air, we'll have the Cardinal Insider with Jody Demling from 5 to 6. Uh, Texas, if we somehow go 5-0 and over the next five games, whew, do you think they give Satin an extension before the season ends? I, I just, I don't, I don't, I, I just, I can't fathom any scenario where he gets an extension before the season ends. We would be at that point 6-2, and two, staring down, I mean, hell, if you're, if you're going to say the next five games, you might as well say the next six, because James Madison's the game after that. <laughs> no, he'll lose that game. If he'll we get are, the extension and lose. If we are seven and two, I'm curious to see how James Madison does against App State. By the way, this weekend, if they beat the college football darlings, all of a sudden I'm like, are we even going to be favorite this game? <laughs> like, are they going to are they going to come to Cardinal Stadium as a slight favorite in early November? Um, but if you if you're seven and two, staring down that last three game gauntlet against Clemson, NC State, and Kentucky, I can see the fan base being hell. I'll say it. if if he wins his next six, 
And I'm telling you, these telephone people, that could be us. Somebody just got they're a three, going nuts. Somebody just dropped a three-digit donation. They are. <laughs> I tell you what. It's a revival. God's alive and well here. But if we win our next six, baptism I'd be okay with an extension at that point. I, I wouldn't fight it. I, I would. It's going to take something that dramatic for me to be like, okay, I, I can see why you make this move now. Because even if you lose out, seven and five is kind of what the fan base was was viewing as a positive season. You, It's a message that is tangibly received by the recruiting class. But, I mean, what, what are we talking about here? Six in a row with this schedule right now? It, it seems That seems like a pipe dream. I mean, at some point, winning six games all year seems like a pipe dream. It's I mean, certainly not a foregone conclusion that we're going to get to six. I, 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 I'm sorry. He, he can win out the whole rest of the way, and if so, which in which he will get an extension in the year, but nothing he can do in my mind will get him one before the year ends. So if, he go, if we're 9-2 and two going into the U.K. game, you're still like, no. I mean, you'll probably get one after the UK game, but I'm not giving you nothing until the season's over. What if we go nine and two and get blown up by UK again? Nine and three would still be a overwhelmingly positive season. Then, then we, We'd have a Clemson win over we, on the then road. We will definitely be in, in very strong discussions about the extension, but again, it won't happen until after the UK game. People would still be pissed about. It. I'm saying after oh, the UK game, pissed, if we yeah. get blown up by UK, like imagine like beating Clemson on the road, who you assume is probably still going to be like top ten, top fifteen, good at the worst, and we lose to Kentucky by forty again. There are still be people who are like, we can't and extend, we can't so extend this guy. But we would at that point we would have gone six and two in the ACC, nine and three overall. We'd be playing, we'd be flirting with like a, a New Year's Day bowl game or a New Year's Eve bowl game. Like that would still be a great season. Would that still make you feel confident going forward with him as your head coach, though? Yeah, I mean you can't. That's the thing because I mean you can have listen even a even a broken clock's right twice a day. Well, this would be nine times a day. Well, he'd be right tw- two seasons out of how many though? You know, okay, so yeah, I mean, fifty percent is not there's bad. Your, there's your twice, there's your twice being right, technically. Well, okay, but I mean, two out of twenty-four is not the same as so, two out of four. So two out of two, so two out of four is fifty uh, percent. There's actually only twelve hours. I mean, you know. well, there's twenty-four hours in a day. There's twelve heads, fans, faces on a right, clock. but that's why a broken clock is right twice a day. But there's only <laughs> yeah. Why are you getting into this? Who cares about the damn I'm clock? Just you know, no one cares about the clock because your analogy is crap. Well, you're crap. <laughs> I'm just saying, if he goes nine and three, but gets blown up by UK, poo-poo head, it will suck because we hate losing the UK so much. But I think you would still have to look at the broader picture and be, what are we even talking about? We're not, we're not going to go nine and three. I think, <laughs> These are good problems to have, what's, but they're what's, not. What's more, they're not worth talking what's about. What's more realistic discussion? Louisville finishing nine and three, or did dragons exist? Which one is more realistic? And then, well, nine and three still. <laughs> dragons didn't exist. I think there might be a better chance we can prove Jackson's existed than going nine and three. Sexter says, uh, <laughs> I heard my name about bringing up AEW. Oh, no. Yeah. He, the guy always wants to, to derail the show with AEW talk. Uh, Hit it. Huge night tonight, Mike. Never yep. early enough to get the kids to fall in love with it. And also look at Mike knowing about the AEW lineup tonight. I'm so, so proud. Well, I just guessed. <laughs> well, you guessed right. I guessed correctly. Orange Cassidy's going for the Broken clock. <laughs> broken clock. Once every 17 hours. Blind squirrel you are. Uh, I can't think of any more other than those two. <laughs> Texture says, I mean, y'all were promising the Colgate clock and the Toy Tiger sign. You better get that fundraiser going. <laughs> and don't forget the train from the uh, the zoo. The zoo. Yeah. Train from the zoo, the Colgate clock, the Toy Tiger sign. We added a couple other things, too, but I don't remember what they are. Are you getting the Cardinal Insider now on your phone? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's distracted now. I just. I'm not distracted. What were you talking about? Yeah. Where would we put the Toy Tiger sign? Well, the clock's going on top of the building, right? 
clock would go on. Yeah, it, it would crush the building, but we still we have to get some sort of elevated structure. To I don't put know it why I'm looking building. up as if I feel like, <laughs> like I'm looking. I looked up as if I'm like, no, look, the beams right here. Are, like, yeah, you know. it's like my son when he hears a plane going over. <laughs> The train would be. I mean, well, the train, train would just the go, train could the go everywhere. Line. Yeah, I would go through the whole thing. Can tour the whole Big X Studios, yeah. the U of L College of Business Studios here. The, um, I mean, that, I know, I know, I know. This is this is going to go over everyone's, everyone's head, except for like you, me, and, and, and me, Patrick. Who's, he's a, like the building next to us has that overpass from their front door. Yeah, like I can see with the Toy Tiger on top of that. I like that, like the awning thing that goes over their their door, the, the school next to us. We need your money. We need. But hey, we need to find out who owns these items. Is the Colgate clock been taken down yet? No, it's still up. Is it still up? Well, we can hit up Gary for the Toy Tiger sign because yeah, apparently his can. brother owns that. I mean, do we really have to buy the Colgate sign? Can't we just go take it? We have to blackmail Gary. Could you, could you, could you we got to dig up some dirt you, on Gary. You, I love him. We got to dig up some dirt on him. Imagine you, me, and like the interns getting like a truck and driving just to steal the Colgate sign and bring it here. Yes, <laughs> vividly, <laughs> it could happen. Cops pull up, like, excuse me, gentlemen. Did you do you know anything about a stolen Colgate sign or Colgate clock? It's like the fansville with the uh the go post. No idea, officer. Texas, if we did not have the recruits coming in, would Sat make it through this season? Well, it depends on how the season goes. I mean, he would still be here regardless. He was given the he was given this year before the, the recruits started coming in. Right, well, he's saying would he make it through the season if we didn't have the recruits lined up? Like would, uh, would we be willing to fire him after a I mean we're willing to fire him with the recruits right now. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think that this. I think the recruits change things if it's like the end of the season. I think I think he, I think he survives the season regardless, unless this becomes a 2018 esque calamity. Yeah, that's the only example. I think the where the recruits come in is at the end of the season. Would six and six be enough to save his job if we didn't have the best recruiting class in history waiting in the wings? Maybe not. Would five and seven? Be enough. It might not be anyway. Like, does, I think, the re- does, class give, does recruiting class give you one or two wins added to the hypothetical? I think it gives you at least one. At least one? Okay. Because if you were 6-6 six and six otherwise, you would have a losing overall record after four seasons. You would have only one year where you won, where you finished the regular season above 500. And that's a broken record at this point. That's not good enough. It's never been good enough. Even in down times for Louisville football, we are now a program that has a Heisman Trophy winner. We've had... Multiple top 10 finishes over the last couple of decades. Multiple uh, top 15 finishes. I think four top 15 finishes over the last 20 years. Like it's, We're in the ACC. We've got more money. We've got more everything. That's not good enough over a four-year sample size. And the only reason you keep them at that point is the promise of better days ahead led by this these talented kids that we typically don't get. And so I think it changes things after the year. But like, we wouldn't be talking about firing them right now, even if we had a crap recruiting class waiting in the wings you well not th- mid- no, three games. no i wouldn't i wouldn't get rid of midseason but i mean i mean hell we didn't even we i mean how long it was what two two we we still waited what till like two games left in the season to get rid of petrino right it was november i mean it wasn't like it was yeah we yeah we, we still waited almost to the very end for that too for sure and it was it was after it was after i think the fourth 50 point loss where we were like okay yeah this I mean, is <laughs> enough's enough this is not going to get any better you clearly don't want to be here we don't really want you here anymore. Let's uh, let, let's go ahead and pull the plug. I mean, the fact it happened during a TV coach's show too, just so crazy. Was, was still hilarious. I mean, I can't I know it's been brought up multiple times, but it's just so awesome. I mean, it's 
Texas says, good news. I found today that I can join the, the lawsuit against Camp Lejeune. When my settlement comes in, I was going to donate it to the 502 NIL Collective so we can buy players like Texas A&M, but I can always redirect it to you guys. I still don't understand the Camp Lejeune thing. It's everywhere. They're on my Facebook now. Because Okay, so that and like the asbestos commercial, are those the new Nigerian Prince scams? I don't know. The, the, the Camp Lejeune is clearly, you can't, you can't fake advertise a class action lawsuit. It's a real thing that's happening. But why are they spending so much money to try to get many more people involved in this? I, just, I don't understand it. Because they settled the asbestos tr- uh, case? Maybe. Because <laughs> that was the one you saw for years. I know. Ago. Like, it was asbestos this, asbestos that. You were so locked in on that asbestos case. Well, it was because I have it in my house, and I wanted to join it, and they wouldn't let me. They were like, no, <laughs> you're, you're not good enough. I'm like, I want in, people. But they wouldn't let me. But, yeah, now they can't uh, June. I mean... I can't even clear like 57 to 87. Like if you were there and you're now having like health issues, it's like those people are like 80 years old. Of course they're having health issues. Yeah. I don't think it may have affected being at camp. I mean, if you were at that camp, you're, you're probably ready. People are alive to begin with. Um, I hadn't seen this today. I'm just now being alerted to this. We're talking about the recruiting class. Um, Deandre Moore, who is electric. If you've seen him play the receiver, he's the receiver at St. John Bosco. If you watch that first game, I mean, he, he looked like Reggie Bush out there. He looks like an absolute difference maker at a place like Louisville. Number three wide receiver, according to some rankings in this class. He now has set an official visit to Texas. Texas. Don't care for that. Is Texas becoming like our quiet rival over here? They've always kind of taken stuff from us. The rival we never play. They wanted to get Dan McDonald. They took Charlie Strong. They, you know, they, they've gotten every, I think, transfer that we've tried to go after in basketball in recent years. Uh, I mean, Why do they guys sweat us like this? I don't know. Can they get their own their own their style? They're just like the little brother that's like following us around, like mocking our mocking our style. Let me correct uh, correct myself. He has not set an official visit to Texas. He's planning an official visit to Texas, so he will at some point set an official visit to Texas. I don't, we, don't do not like that. Don't like it one bit. They saw our L and was like, "We got to do horns." Sorry, Trevor, you got talking to the mic, buddy. I am talking to the mic. You're talking down. I can't can't hear you. I'm talking. Well, I'm always talking down to you. Don't be personal. <laughs> <laughs> Cardinal Insider costs your 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 focus. Oh, well, I'm on segment four. There you go. <laughs> five segments. I'm almost done. Texas says, uh, Mike, I typically agree with you on most things. I cannot believe though Thank that you. you think that Adnan actually did. I, I've gotten so much of it. I feel like I'm back in 2016. The last few days, I've been like battling about this. Who you don't cares? want me. To, you don't want me to go. A lot of people. You don't want me to go down this. Road. Jenna wrote a whole paper about it. She's like, I can send you the paper that I wrote senior year about why Adnan's innocent. I was like, please do. Please send me that paper, Jenna. Yeah, I mean, that was part of her education. Either he's the unluckiest <laughs> person in the history of the world, or he did it. And I say, I also think he killed his girlfriend, right? Yes, that he's convicted of killing his girlfriend. He's now a free man. I. I've I've said the same thing after looking at the new evidence that's come up because they said they have two suspects of interest and if you don't want that ruined it's Mr S and it's Bilal the dude who was his mentor at the mosque. I still stand by the position I've had since like looking at this whole thing, which is his trial was an absolute sham. He had terrible counsel. The lawyers were atrocious. He never should have been convicted, and the conviction should have been overturned a long time ago, and he should have gotten retried. But I think he still pretty clearly did it. Why do you think? The, oh, you think he did do it? Oh yeah. I was going to say, why, I mean, is there any evidence that the mentor did it? The, the mentor, so the weird thing about him is he, he's I mean, a weird you guy. you got to have motive, right? You have to have, well, you don't have to have motive, but it, it helps if you're trying to pinpoint a Especially know, when suspect. it's a six-year-old case. It's pretty cold well, right now. Well, 23-year-old I mean. case. 
Um, he Bilal, the, the dude, because they, they keep saying like one of these suspects wound up being a rapist, which is technically true, but it doesn't fit this, you know, the, the why he would kill Heyman Lee, because he became a rapist as a dentist who would touch male patients after they were under anesthesia in recent years. Like that's what he got arrested for. It, it, so you, people were leaving his office wondering they were tucked or untucked? Yeah, kind of, same thing. It's, it, he's a he's a weird dude. He was a weird dude overall. Like he's the one who got Adnan his cell phone. Which, by the way, Adnan getting a cell phone the day before his his ex girlfriend gets murdered horrible coincidence for him. And the fact that he called Hey two times when he has a cell phone, but never tries to call her once or search for her after she goes missing also kind of weird. And then lending your car the day of the murder to a dude who you claim that you don't hang out with all that much, even though you really did, is also just a horrible, horrible coincidence for poor Adnan. And then not having any idea where you are, not having any alibi during the time that, that people you know, claim that she was murdered and she went missing, also not great for you. But again, and also writing I'm going to kill on the breakup note that she gave you, not a good look either. Which yeah, isn't that's in, out of context. I mean, you, a lot of people say stuff like that when they're mad and breakups and things like that that don't really mean it. I don't, I mean, I have never, I, I don't think that that's true, Trev. I don't think people say you're going to kill somebody when they break up with you. Uh, be, you you've never, you've never seen a girl break up with me. Well, that's, I've been threatened don't, on don't, many again, occasions. Don't say these types of things on air. I don't, I don't want serial episode five, Trevor Kelsey. No, I never said they said it to me. Well. I've been threatened multiple times. It's, it's still not a good look when they actually end it. Thankfully, you have not been killed. No, If, if no, you no. were, I would point to that woman as a prime pro- suspect. Why? Because she said she was going to kill you. Um, but again, that's just my belief. Everyone's welcome to their opinion. Texas, I have no hope for Satterfield. I don't care what he does. We've seen all that we need. Notice that he's gone. You have every reason to believe that, I think. For sure. I mean, unless you know, we keep doing this. We've been doing it for three years now. Unless he somehow turns things around magically, which I just... I, <laughs> in year three I don't think it's going to happen. In your year three of saying that, there's probably a good chance it's not going to happen. Texas, if he goes at if he goes six and six, he still has to win a bowl game. I don't think the bowl game even matters. I don't either. I really don't. Because if you're going to let him go, you're going to do it by the time the way before the bowl game even happens. But look, say what you will about the state of the program right now. I'll say it again: we don't lose back to back first responders bowls. You put us back in that thing against Jed Fish in Arizona. No way in hell we're losing. There's you, no way we got to play Jed Fish. We rematch just, with the Air Force. That's just Uh-oh. cruel. We're ready for the pass this year, baby. Air we're Force is going to try to throw it all over us. We're, hey, I'm not saying they won't, but we're not getting beat over the top this year. Not two years in a row. You believe that all you want. <laughs> Texas says Syracuse sacrifices and coaches last year, and they look much better. Yeah, that's. I, I think I got that up to that point eventually. But that's a, another. It's a really good example of one time where sacrificing a system seems to, at least through three games, have worked out well for the head coach because Robert and I is doing a terrific job. And it also probably helps his case, too, that Virginia, with Brandon Armstrong back, has not looked good offensively without him. So nope. he's, uh, he's clearly earning that paycheck up there in Syracuse. Texas says BVG uh, taking over for Peter Sermon worked out great. Those guys back-to-back. <laughs> when I realized that we were like – like, when everybody said thanks but no thanks besides Brian Van Gorder – I mean, you, you knew. Like, everybody knew what was going to happen. Hell, when, when everybody said thanks but no thanks besides Peter Sermon, whose one year as defensive coordinator was a catastrophe at Mississippi State. I remember, I, I think I've said this before, we had him in studio the day he got hired. And I just thought he said a creepy name, too. It's like a serial Sermon? killer name. Yeah, Peter Sermon. S-I-R-M-O-N. It's like the name, like, did you see the story about that guy who just, like, went, like, haywire through seven states? 
Peter Sermon. I never like, got that vibe. But. I got that too. It like, sounds like it sounds like a name you see. Like the guy that got caught driving through Missouri wearing his ex girlfriend as a hat or something. I mean, like it just sounds like a weird name. But with this new Jeffrey Dahmer series on Netflix, my mom has a <laughs> my mom has a strange fascination with Jeffrey Dahmer. She's going to be so excited to watch. But Peter Sermon, he came in studio with us, and I remember like you know you typically with new coaches, whether they're assistants or head coaches they're always going to win the press war right off the bat. Like, they're going to say the right things. You're going to be like, okay, he's saying all he can say. And I remember I asked him, I'm like, you know, some of the fans are, are looking at your numbers at Mississippi State last year, and they're, they're not great. Like, what can you do to kind of alleviate those concerns? What can you do to, to comfort the fan base that maybe is a little bit worried? And his answer was not good. It, it was just like, it was basically like we had some guys hurt, which they didn't really, and like, you know, stuff happens in the SEC. And like, I, he left, and I was kind of like, Thanks for coming in, man. And I was like, this, I don't know. I don't know if this guy knows what he's doing. I don't, I don't know how well this is going to work. And it did not go great. And then we ended up with Brian Van Gorder. And three years in a row, we had one of the worst uh, defenses in the history of Power Five Conference football. Remember when we had the one defense coordinator for like six weeks? It was six days, Ted Roof. Ted Roof? Or Ted Roof, yeah. And then he went to Duke. I, I, got, I did an interview with him, and like he left the next day. And I was like, what? I don't even reason to air this now. <laughs> I was like, what's the point? Our, uh, <laughs> I was like, that was a waste of time. <laughs> our beef with Duke is uh, is is long. We have we always share coaches. Um, we have a long beef with Duke. Yeah, we beat them in. Speaking of court cases, uh, Texas says DeAndre Moore visiting Texas. Uh, see you, Scott. Moore also took Louisville commit out of his bio. Oh no, I didn't see that. This could go, man. Are you worried? Yeah, kidding me. Who took what out of what? DeAndre Moore apparently took Louisville commit out of his bio. Ooh, that's not good. Do we need to pull out a Twitter autopsy? I mean, how many times do we have to tell you this offseason, Scott? This is what we warned you about this. All you had to do was not make it awkward. You didn't have to go 3-0. and He could have gone 2-1, kept the fan base somewhat happy, not let these recruits watch us show our ass on national TV on Friday night games. We could have been fine. This didn't need to get weird. It's already getting weird. It's We're not even weird. out of September. It's already weird. Oh, it's weird, all right. If we lose more, I mean, then you start – I mean, you would have thought that if we were going to lose kids from this class, it wouldn't be the Bosco kids because Pierce Clarkson's going to keep them together, right? Like, they, you know, they would be reaffirming their commitments. That, you know, that, that quartet was going to hold strong. You'd think you'd be more worried about Ruben Owens and guys from, from Georgia, Madden Sanker maybe. But to have DeAndre Moore now – I mean, when has it ever happened that you take Louisville commit? Is it officially out of there? It's in his Twitter bio. Oh, it's in his Twitter bio, but it's not in his Instagram bio. Well, that's not good. The kids care more about Instagram than they do Twitter. They do. Apparently, he took it out. Texas says he put Louisville Commit back in his one his Twitter bio, but it was 100% out for a little bit. I don't, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like any bit of it. I don't like any part of it. That's not good at all. I mean, this is getting very weird. Like, like watching a movie like watching a movie weird. with your kids weird and a sex scene comes on screen weird. Like, it's gotten weird. I mean, we talked about, like, when did sacrificing – you know, you know, assistance work. How rare is it for like a kid who's been committed to a school where people are like, eh, I don't know if that's going to last to like start flirting with other schools and then take commitment out of their, their social media profiles. Like how often does that kid wind up staying true to his original commitment? Very rarely. I feel like. I mean, taking that out of his, his bio is like a decommitment pretty much, right? Well, it's back in now. Oh, it's back in. It's back in now. Maybe he was just doing something. And he accidentally erased it. This is what we wanted to avoid. This is our nightmare. Win some games, Scott. We could have avoided all of this. Jesus Christ. I, I don't like this. I don't like it at all. Uh, we got to take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll wrap the show. Again, short show today. We'll get back to the text line. Text line has thoughts about this DeAndre Moore thing. Moore Gate 
2022 continues as Trevor continues to slave over the Cardinal inside. I'm, almost, I'm just He's finishing up. I, w- I was hoping to get done while you rambled on about that nonsense of serial crap. I mean, but <laughs> the only reason I even let you keep going was I was like, you know, I'm trying to get the Cardinal Insider done. But We'll take a break. We'll wrap the show. Adnan definitely did it. It's We're gonna get Earth, Wind, and Fire. We're getting John Lennon. Imagine. No, I stayed with the theme. Oh, I didn't know there was a theme. Well, <laughs> we've had Gamma Mindset on you. Are they all Beatles? Beatles solo. Beatles solo. Yeah, we, we had four songs to do today, so I went with all four Beatles solos. Who else did we have? I know we had George Harrison. Ringo Starr. What was Ringo Starr's song? Uh, keep it. It's easy to easy going or whatever it's called. Okay. I think. Who cares? Uh, Ringo. Yes, Ringo. <laughs> it, it don't come easy. That was why it was the first song that only plays on the outro because it's Ringo Starr, for God's sake. It's a Ringo Starr song written by George Harrison. I might ask. Of course it is. Because <laughs> I can't. Can you name any other Ringo Starr songs? No, nobody can. Like, there's no point. <laughs> nobody can. I even Ringo can name his own music. Before we go back to the the Thornton sex line here, uh, quick shout out our friends over at Louisville Volleyball, number two in the country now according to the latest coaches poll, and the also number one, right? Uh. <laughs> I think Texas is number one. Okay. No, I we, we, no we guys, because we've talked about this. So I knew you Texas, had to know. Texas yeah. is number one. Louisville is number two now. But they announced because of the, we mentioned the ratings for the UofL UK volleyball match that was on ESPN uh, a couple of Wednesdays ago. Th- that success. ESPN, they're reacting to that. Two Louisville volleyball matches have now been moved to ESPN Damn, uh, over the, these are going to be weekend matches. I think both of them are on Sundays. September 25th, the Louisville match against Florida State at 3 p.m. is going to be on ESPN. And then October 2nd against Georgia Tech at 1 p.m. That's also going to be an ESPN match. So props to UofL Volleyball. Growing the game, growing the program, doing big things. Uh, and now number two in the country, chasing another national title. I wish I could watch, but they're both on Sundays. Yeah, you'll be locked into exactly, Jalen yeah. Hurts doing his thing. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Um the DeAndre Moore thing has me a little bit on tilt. We we need like a, a camera. Little, you a little hurt? Are yeah, you a little bit. Scared? I tell you what, if Ruben Owens goes after that tat, the show's gonna go off the rails. If Ruben Owens does anything to that tattoo, I'm gonna lose it a little bit. If he covers up the 502, turns it into a you know different number, we're done. That's what I mean, we, that's what I'm like fire stat midseason. Here, I changed my mind. Here's the thing though, we we've we've kept like making our resting our minds at ease by saying that. He can't change the 502 to an area code where he would be competition to us as a school. But have we ever just assumed to think that he's just going to change the 502 to something he's random and not another area code? Or he could just cover up. Or just cover it up, yeah. yeah I mean. But the only thing is that tit, that the tattoo is very specific because it's, 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 it's a street <laughs> sign with one sign like saying like the area code that he's from in Texas, and then the other one's 502. So like he would have to change the entire thing. Well, he had to change a new street sign. Well, yeah, he has to basically change the entire tattoo. Well, I think he can. 
But that's the shot of his hometown. Oh, he's leaving there anyway, isn't he? <laughs> still loves it. Still loves it. Maybe he maybe he still loves Louisville and keeps a tap but doesn't come here. How insulting would that be? <laughs> Texas says Trevor doesn't complain much, only on Facebook on Christmas Eve to Spinelli's. First of all, that was it Twitter. was Twitter. It was Twitter. Yeah, get it right. I think it cross-posted on Facebook, though. I think we've, we we discovered that. Yeah, that was... Is that still... Does, 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 does they don't do that, they that don't anymore. Do anymore. No. I miss that. I don't. It was annoying. It was, well, because it was the only way I would, I would tweet, and it would always... I don't post anything on Facebook. I mean, I, I do nothing. I, I troll it, and that's about it. That's the only way to do it anymore. I mean, it's, yeah, I don't comment on it. I, the only thing I, I post on Facebook is in a private group. And God help me if that thing ever goes public. I showed you the video I posted on the other night. <laughs> you did. Texas, what's the earliest recruits can sign? Mike, let's face it, the class isn't showing up. Uh, the, the National Signing Day is December this year. I want to say it's like December 12th. It's fairly early on. We're, we've got three months to keep this class intact, to get them signed on the dotted lines. And I am losing. Uh, I'm hurt by this DeAndre Moore stuff. I'm getting a little bit nervous now. I'm going to need some guys to start tweeting out some more Flyville stuff. I need Pierce, get on it. Where's Harlow? Get Harlow involved in this somehow. It's your man. It's your boy. He's got to help us out. We need him, we need him to do something. Texas Mike, it's Ragon versus Hurt this Sunday. How about winner gets the U of L job? <laughs> Seahawks Falcons. Not exactly a clash of the NFL Titans right now. But. No, no, no. Well, the Titans aren't very much clash of themselves either. They're 0 2. Well, Falcons, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, Texas, I actually agree with podcast Trevor's point regarding how frustrate how frustration over hiring coaches from small schools. Mack and Sack lacked the uh, lacked the mental toughness to ensure the pressure and expectations at Louisville. Yeah, but John L didn't work worked out pretty well. It did. John L. I mean, also is just a, he's a different cat, you know. He like John L's not going to be intimidated by anything. He went to Michigan State. It didn't work out well for him. I don't think it was because of the the pressure of being at a Big Ten school. I think it just didn't work out because it didn't work out. Um, but Louisville also has changed in stature since those days. Like yeah. it's it's the the football job is the basketball job was always a titan. The football job has changed. Yeah, but the football job is still like as we discussed yesterday. We talked about Fickle or or, or other some coaches in that, or even PJ Fleck, who I brought up before. Like we're still not at the level where we can take a coach from a Power Five, really. We're not. But I, what I'm saying is, when you get here, the pressure on you is different than could, it was but... back in like the late '90s, even the early 2000s. With us being in the ACC now, with us seeing. And let's call a spade a spade. With us seeing what Kentucky is doing right now, I think that changed the dynamic of the job as well. Like we want, we see Kentucky having success. We see other programs in the ACC that are surpassing us, and we're saying why? You know, we've been on a level not in the not so distant past that was above all these programs. We should not be here. We need to get back there. And back in the day when we hired John L, I mean, you know, we were just thrilled to go play Marshall in the Motor City Bowl every year. Plus, we and were, that's not the case I mean, anymore. We were kind of ripping off what UK did with Al Mummy. I mean. They went and found the, the 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 small school spread offense wide wide offense guy and well, we're I'm, like we like that looks like fun let's do who that cares? yeah that's, that's I mean that's, that's true here nor there. hey and unlike Kentucky ours didn't cheat and put us on probation either so you know that worked out good for us. are you if you are you more small school successful hire or coordinator hire from big school I said yesterday I mean coordinator hires from big schools have worked out better for us. So at this point, well, I mean, we've had success with both too, as I mentioned, John L. I mean, John L. Yeah. But I mean, he also was, I mean, that's, I mean, he left early, but he was still successful. I mean, you can't deny his, he was successful here and, and put us on the path. But I'm saying like, in, took in recent history with, with, with the football program elevating to a new level, I think in the, in the Bobby 2.0, Bobby 1.0 and beyond, 
we've done much better. We've hired two quote unquote group of five coaches. They've both flopped here. We've hired two power program assistants who've been around the block. They both killed it here. Yeah. I think that again, Satterfield can turn things around. I'm not saying he's a total flop, right? But as of right now, it has been a flop compared to our well, expectations. We've got, well, three with that if you count Cragthorpe. John L. and him. I'm not counting John L. I'm saying post John L. Like oh, when we got to a different okay. era of football now, where we are, we've kind of been playing bigger, bigger boy football in recent years. And Cooper was a was a Notre Dame defensive coordinator, I believe, when we hired him, or he was a coach at Notre Dame. I think he was a he definitely uh, coached at Notre Dame at one point. Yeah, and I think it was when we got him as for Notre Dame. So I mean, he was somewhat of a big coordinator hire. And Charlie been at Notre Dame as well. Um, yeah, well, he was, but you think of Florida, obviously, when you think of sure. Charlie. Yeah, I mean, he was that was where it was the DC, but he yeah. I mean, he'd been at a bunch of big schools. I, I would go big time coordinator. I, I mean. It, also, like you have to have some nuance. It's not a, a, big time. Or just it's not a total yeah. umbrella. Like if there's a if there's a power. I mean, if you could get Luke Fickle, obviously you would get Luke Fickle. You wouldn't say, "Oh, I don't want a, a group of five coach because it hasn't worked out here a couple of times before." Just because it's happened a couple of times doesn't mean that it's going to, to happen again. Plus, the group of five coaches. I mean, like you mentioned, we, we, we mentioned a guy like Luke Fickle. I mean, some of those power group of five, especially in in like your your you know AAC. I mean, they're they might be they'll they might not willing to come to you know go from that school to a Louisville school. They'll be waiting for a, a better, quote-unquote, Power 5 school to open up. I don't want the Don Munson take the first job that comes yeah. at us and run away. I've now received screenshots of both uh, DeAndre Moore's profile with uh, the when he did take Louisville commit out and now with it back in. So <laughs> it's been confirmed. For a, a short period of time, it was taken out of his, uh, his Twitter profile and then was put back and on Instagram. It, he never wavered on the gram. He was a commit forever on the gram. Well, if he was okay on the gram, then we're good. Because Graham is what matters. I just don't want him to go to Texas. Just don't visit Texas. He probably doesn't even care about his Twitter account. It's all about Instagram and OnlyFans for him. Texas says, it's just a lack of care and a lack of heart with this football team. Sat looks like he misses the glamour of Boone, North Carolina. Bring not, Don't bring Brom home. Bring anyone home. Preferably a Louisville guy, though. Stein, Ragone, Brom. Maybe a combo of all three. Brom, Ragone, Stein. Now you're standing like Crackthorpe. We're playing three quarterbacks. We got Adam Froman, Justin Burke, and Will Stein out there on the same play. For no reason. Since he's left, Appalachian State's gotten better, right? They were good with him. They, yeah, they've they've been good. Yeah. And they and he wasn't the coach there now was is was between they had Drinkwitz between them. So Texas he's lo- in Missouri doing well too. If I'm mistaken, still yeah, he's yeah. doing okay. Texas, let me blow your mind. Louisville head coach Vince Marrow. <laughs> wow. He, could Vince Marrow keep this class together? The I don't know about keeping the class together, but I mean. Would I would I take Vince Merrill for a year over another year of Satterfield <laughs> don't, don't. just to just just to make the heads of all Big Blue Nation explode? Because either way, we might suck. <laughs> yeah, so we just so, we're gonna hurt so, we're gonna hurt Kentucky so in the process. At least if I'm gonna suck for one more year, I get some benefit out of it. We're falling off the building, but we're at least gonna cut your arm on the way down with <laughs> I mean, our sword. Yeah, that's that's kind of the way I'm looking at it. <laughs> I mean. Indiana Larry says Miley Cyrus was Jersey Turnpiking, not twerking. <laughs> I got to know the difference. <laughs> Texas, is there any word on if they're going to stream or televise Louisville Live this year? I haven't heard anything. I know they had it on ACC Network a couple of years back, but not last year. That was years ago, wasn't it? I don't remember it being on TV. Like the Mac year, the Mac one wasn't on TV, was it? Well, that was a Mac one. Mac. Oh. This was this started with Mac, so he's the only coach who's done a Louisville Live. Um, when I say the Mac, when I mean I'm sorry, I mean the the uh, old school jacket with the when he came out his first year. The first year yeah. it was streaming. The second year it was on ACC Network. The third year they didn't have it because COVID. Yeah. And then last year it was not on any any TV when they did a Churchill. But 
I have not heard. I, I hope it's streaming somewhere. I hope it's at least streaming. I hope it's on, on AC's network would be ideal. It'd be nice. I'll watch it. I mean, I'm not yeah, going to go for sure. it. But, but I, have not, uh, I haven't heard one way, one way or the other if they're going to be able to make that happen. Texas says, I'm concerned that our fans will riot when we get an ass whipping from Pittsburgh and Dior Johnson goes off for 30. Uh, I mean, I think fans have already kind of forgotten about the whole Dior Johnson thing. I mean, we'll remember it when we play Pitt, but. Oh, I'm thinking it won't come up that week numerously. Well, for sure. Is that a word? It's not. It's okay. <laughs> Tush says, uh, not how good when even I question myself after I say it. <laughs> numerosity. Numerosity. Texture says, how many games do we end up winning this year? We did this yesterday. We talked about if our preseason expectations have gone down. I think you've gone from seven to five. Is that what we settled on? Uh, I think so, yeah, because I think I had a split in the Virginia pit game, beating South Florida, and then beating James Madison. I, man, I think I still think we're going to go six and six. But I, you know, before the season, I was, you know, I was seven and five. But if you wanted to push me in one direction or the other, I was closer to, I think, eight and four than I was to six and six. I mean, no, I take it back. I think I was closer to six and six than I was to eight and four. Now, if I'm doing the same thing, I'm much closer to five and seven than I am to seven and five. Yeah, I've got, I'll say five. I'll say beat South Florida, and then we split with BC, Virginia, and we split Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh Wake Forest, beat James Madison. It's gotten to a point where if you, if you still think this team is going to go seven and five or better this year, and like Satterfield's going to save his job without – any like a whole lot of awkwardness you almost have to have them win the next three because the S&P you know, the, the predictive metrics that a lot of times Vegas will use to make its opening line odds they have Louisville winning the next three and they have us beating James Madison and that's it they have us winning those four games if we don't win the next three which is in two of those are our ACC road games against teams that we have not exactly dominated in recent years it, it becomes an awfully tough tough hill to climb i think for satterfield in the second half of the season even if you're three and three and you're like well it's because the second half is so much tougher i don't, I don't want to say he has to win the next three for this thing to, to work out but it kind of feels like he has to win the next three for us to have any shot i mean i know we've talked about him not making it through the years being like the the you know 18 type repeat we lose the next three I mean, those rumors are going to start coming up. If we lose the next three, then you start talking about like, yeah, the, the midseason. Yeah, partner, right? we. It, I don't. I don't. I still. I, I still am not a fan of doing it midseason, but you, the hand would be forced. Yeah, one and five. I said down. even Petrino technically wasn't midseason. I mean, it was just the second to last game. So yeah. Um, Texas says no. You were closer to eight and four. Go back to the tapes. I may have been. Now that I'm kind of doubting myself. I, I know. I, I know. I was seven and five. I think I might have been closer to eight and four than I was to six and six. I know we talked about the podcast. It's the residue of Ramsey on you still from getting too excited. Well, you said seven and five too. Yeah, but I'm an idiot. Well, <laughs> why, you're not why, an idiot. Why are you gonna start? T- you're gonna start following my advice? Hasn't it been that abundantly clear that the most time I'm just basically walking around with my hand on my rear? <laughs> Texas is Eric Wood head coach. Make it happen. I don't think is he <laughs> coaching anywhere. Eric doesn't want that job. <laughs> coach Coach Redmond, <laughs> who's who wants away from KCD? What's which former player KCD is available? What are you talking about? Isn't it Florida Network of Floors is? No, Christian Academy. Christian Academy. I'm sorry. That's for all the U of L coaches. I get all I get those schools mixed up all the time. Uh so can we get LaFours? LaFours is not at Christian Academy anymore. Who's there now? Hunter Cantwell's the head coach. Well hire Hunter Cantwell then. I mean, he's gonna have to show me a little bit more than a couple seasons at Christian Academy. I mean, he's shown me more than Satterfield already. Has he? Almost. Texas says, why didn't George Washington make the top five list of George Washington the <laughs> third? 
I don't know. Nice joke. Nice try. Yinkadare. <laughs> Mike Jarvis isn't slipping. Text says KRC text. KRC. Did I actually say that? I uh, know. Okay. <laughs> I started texting those in now under that under that umbrella. KRC text. Tell Roush I'm distraught. He didn't respond to my burner account DM. Jason Bourne tailgating on Saturday. Side note: Walked into the biggest Walmart I've ever walked into in Orlando today. All I was thinking was, I'm sure Scoots would enjoy this. We are winning Saturday. Go Cats, baby. <laughs> That's a good text. <laughs> Saturday kind of feels like the because. I don't even know. Is there a spread on Ole Miss Kentucky? This feels like the game that UK loses when they get like all hope going. Like the old UK would lose this game, right? They, yeah, it reminds me of what was the year they beat LSU and they went to Mississippi State. It was and, raining. Yeah, exactly. And he's like total. They crap. always lose yeah. that game. I feel like this is the a true test of if the new Kentucky football is here to stay because you can go. You know, if they're going to be ten and two good and they're going to be right there with Georgia and it's going to be a de facto SEC East championship game again this year when they play, like you win this game. But I feel like this is the type of game that they have lost historically. What's the spread on that game? Uh, I have no idea. You're going to make me look this up. Yeah. I'm doing to you. How's, it, how's that feel? Try that on for size. <laughs> well, like most clothes, it doesn't fit. <laughs> You're faster on the Google. You do it. Let me see. Um, I'm not faster on the Google today. Clearly not. Do, 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 do. Ole Miss is a... well. Do, 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 oh, that's not even this weekend. They don't play this weekend. Yeah, I don't think they, they play in two weeks. Is UK on by this week? They played Youngstown State last week. Oh, wait, they play uh, Northern Illinois. They play Northern Illinois this week. So they're, they're technically on by, pretty much on by. Why well, the hell have we been talking about UK and Ole Miss? I thought it was this week. Because they announced the game time and UK fans were all pissed about it. Oh, who gives a bleep about Also, they announced week. UK's full schedule for next season last night for football. I know. I went on, I went on the KRC <laughs> page. It was like 11, November 25th, 2023. Revenge happens. Why can't we, like... Honest question, we schedule these non-conference games like 17 years in advance. Why can't we go ahead and get our schedule? I, I would love to have a schedule a full year in advance. You could plan weddings earlier. You could plan vacations. You could plan like when you have a bye week and go do stuff with the kids. Like, I don't know why the ACC can't do what the SEC is doing. Because we don't know who our coach is going to be at that point. Well, you don't schedule based on who your coach is. Like, like the schedule is going to be the schedule regardless. Clearly, otherwise, Petrino wouldn't have had to go to Arkansas. All I'm saying is, like, I saw all the SEC schools posting their schedules for next season last night. I'm like, that would be nice. Like, that would make it a whole lot easier to plan your fall yeah. for the upcoming year because hotels fill up fast. And yeah, you got you got a lot of, lot of travel dates to fill up there. Well, yeah, I mean, we have to we plan like my. Kids both have birthdays in the the fall. It'd be nice to try to figure out when we could do that. If when, we have like a Friday night game, we can have a party on Saturday. Um, you know, we, I'd like to. Like, when's the last time you have you gone on a road to see a road game since uh, Virginia was born? Uh, no. Okay. No, I mean, 2019 she was born, and then COVID happened, so we're not That's going road true. games anyway. Uh, but it's it's tougher now than it was back then. We can't just like pick up and go to Clemson anymore, which was fun. I can. You can again, young, young, free, wild. Patrick, Patrick, you want to go with me? Living that life. Oh, let's turn his mic on for this one. Huh? Bring the high school kids with you. You, you want you want to road to, to, to go on a road trip with Clemson with me on a, a drop of a hat? If we had a chance, there oh, we go. We got a chance. There's well. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance? There's, there's a chance. There's Patrick for you. Say goodbye, Patrick. Texas goodbye. is at Bourbon and Beyond. Uh, <laughs> Eddie Vedder was shouting out Muhammad Ali and some other Louisville people, and I swear to God, John Ramsey was one of the names. He, he did. Said, he said. I, I heard that, that Eddie Vedder for Pearl Jam gave John Ramsey a shout-out nice. on stage over the weekend. Yeah. The only thing I didn't hear that, I mean, I just everyone I know couldn't stop talking about how they, they closed the Purple Rain, which was awesome. Oh, they did? Yeah, that, they did an encore that included, I can't remember, it was, an, I think a lot, it was a live, something else, and then they closed the entire show with Purple Rain. Nice. Which, um, I, I mean, our, our, our dude, Shannon, the dude, posts like a video of it. It's really good. Very cool. 
Um, what do you want something to say, Patrick? Do you want to talk? What do you want to say, buddy? I was there. He was there. The, I didn't. I, I had to turn your mic on for that. Learning from Trevor Kelsey, the best in the biz. I mean, <laughs> dynamite drop in. Fly ball. So Caught. Fly ball. <laughs> Caught. Texas says, so have we talked about, uh, yeah, DeAndre Moore. Uh, I think we'll finish 4-8 no. this year. USF, BC, JMU are wins, although we won't cover the USF spread. Pitt, UVA, and NC State will be close and head-scratching losses again. It does. I mean, that certainly feels it feels possible. I mean, I don't think we're covering this weekend. Texas, I honestly think that Satterfield doesn't like the city. I don't think he knew that Louisville was so urban. I think he thought of Louisville as more of a college town. Well, I hope that's not the case. I hope that he would have done a little bit more research you think he saw, like, before it, taking it, you the think job. He thought it's a college town in Kentucky, so it must be like Boone. I mean, after that text, I kind of, kind of makes me worry about it because he was like, "I'll never forget the introductory press conference." He was blown away by the number of media that was that was there. He's like, he's like, I, he's like, he's like, he like could not form his thoughts because he's looking around. He's like, I can't believe this I mean, turned out. Like the family, Did you expect less than this? I mean, it, it does kind of make sense. I mean, the family gets here and was like, this is not what we expected. The we're kids look furious. We're going, the, we're the going back conference. to Boone and they left and went back to Boone for a year. I mean, that, <laughs> I mean, we, we had Google earth by the time we hired him. He couldn't have gone on the internet and looked it up. I mean, Wikipedia exists. I mean, Trevor has been banned from that, it. Yeah, at that point, we were already, according to Wikipedia, like the 12th largest city in the country. Yeah. I only watched USF one game when they played Florida, who isn't great, but I'm surprised that we are such a heavy favorite. Do they have some major injuries or something? No, they've actually gotten more healthy. They've got their best receiver <laughs> back for this game. Um, but they, they got blown people out. People don't believe in Florida anymore. Yeah, they, they, nor should they. Rightfully so. Anthony yeah. Richardson is ass. They, um, they got blown out by BYU. They beat Howard, who whatever. I'm talking about USF now. And they had a close game against, uh, Florida. against Florida last weekend. But the issue is, like, the – the metrics are still trying to to react to what they thought USF was going to be going into this year, which was a bad team. So are they more the team that was blasted by BYU, or are they more the team that hung close with Florida? They don't really know. They're giving the benefit of the doubt to what they thought going into the season and making us a 14-point favorite. It is kind of interesting to me, though, that the spread continues to go toward— like, more people are betting on Louisville because the spread opened at 13. It's now 14-and-a-half, so money's coming in on the cards, which— Surprises me a little bit, but again, we're too close to this to, I guess, view it with accurate lenses. I mean, I get that this is a team that went two and ten the year before and was awful, but yeah. I mean, they also added like multiple grad transfers from Power Five schools. You'd think that the people would take that consideration when they were when they're. I mean, I bet you Phil still did. Yeah, Texas is Trevor Mike hosting a telephone, and it's the picture of Kanye West and Mike Myers from <laughs> the Katrina. I would definitely be, be Mike Myers. You would say something that would just give me make me like look at you with the <laughs> horrific. <laughs> Scott Satterfield doesn't care. I'm like, oh no, no, don't do it. Uh, all right, we're done. We short show today again. We've got yeah, Jody go Demling. Bats, man. You, get, you have to go across the bridge. We got Jody Demling up next to the Cardinal Insider. Then Louisville Bats taking on the Nashville Sound. Six oh five coverage starting. Six thirty five first pitch. Everybody have a fantastic Thursday night. We will see you guys or Wednesday night. We will see you guys right back here tomorrow, which is Thursday at three o'clock. AW Dynamite, baby. Go Orange Cassidy. Go Orange Cassidy. Bring home the AAC. Adnan did it. (laughs) 